know, but that comes together in the song, that song is so perfect for where we just need to be at right now. Because sometimes we become ungrateful for what God has already done. And then we start always wanting more. And we're not thankful for what we already have. And we tend to forget what God has already done. Because we start desiring more. I say, let's just be thankful for being here this morning and being in position. Oh, let me tell you right now, say, thank you for being here. Thank you, baby, thank you for being here. God's got purpose. God's got a plan for us. And you know what? It starts with us being grateful for what he's already done. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. 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 Oh, Father, we thank you this morning. We glorify in you. Thank you, Lord. Turn me up a little bit. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, thank you. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you for being a provider, God. When I didn't know how we were going to be provided. God, thank you for being a protector. When I didn't know how we were going to be protected. Oh, God, thank you for being a priest. Hallelujah. When I didn't know how to be one in my own home. Thank you, God. Thank you. Oh, God, thank you for all that you've done. Thank you, Father, for what you're about to do. Oh God, in your word you said the enemy comes in like a flood, but you said, "Come, we're going to lift up a standard, and the standard is in the word of God." We thank you this morning, God. We thank you for being our Lord. We thank you for being our God. We thank you, God. Hallelujah! For all those that are tuning in, God, we thank you for them tuning in and being able to watch and to hear this morning. And God, it is my prayer. That each and every person that is, can hear my voice, whether it be in person or via the camera, God, wherever they are, they will hear what it is you have to say today. And God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Father, for being my God. I thank you, God, for being given give me the ability to stand before you this morning. Although the enemy would love to stop. And bring in things that we call confusion and to stop the work from going forth. But God, I thank you. I thank you this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you into this house. The house of God. Hallelujah. You know where we make an altar, where God is the soul of God. We made an altar here that Jesus is Lord. How many know that Jesus is Lord over this place? We found the whole ground because Jesus is Lord over these ground. Amen. And we declare that this morning. We declare Jesus is Lord. We thank you for tuning in. We thank all of you for being here. Listen, I want to, I, I got a word on my heart that it's probably going to take me a couple weeks to get out. But I'm going to start trying to give a summary of it today. But I've been talking about it uh, this week where the Lord is lifting up a standard. The standard is in His Word. But I want to tell you about it's a great, great, a great awakening is occurring 
Don't you A great awakening is occurring again. Because the enemy has come in like a flood to our homes. Oh, let me start here. Good. So God don't believe it. Into our society, into our world, to disrupt it, and to shut down the voice of God. He's way and many of us have been feeling turmoil within our home, within our world, in our job. Everywhere we go, we see it here. I want to tell you, I want to tell you, I want to tell you this morning and remind you that God said, lift up a standard. You have a right to. And this right is in His Word. And when we know this, we'll know that nothing, nothing could forsake us or stop us. Well, I gotta encourage somebody. I'm telling you, anybody here today, I hope you open them up and listen. God got something to say. Now the life fight me. So much. Trying to use all internal turmoil. So I don't shut, so I shut up. And he's alive. He's got one purpose. Steal, kill, and destroy. It's not he. Three things, one purpose. They all do the same thing. Okay? Now, I want to encourage you this morning that the great awakening happened. Amen. And it's important that we understand it. It's going to start. I'm going to share with you through the scriptures. You're going to see it. So that there's something that was dead. It's not falling back to life. We talk about being born again again. I'll try to get this in a minute. When I get finished, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Because he's already done it. There's some things for us to do. Amen. So I want you to tune in. I want you to open your ears. I want you to get ready and listen. Because the great awakening is going to require something of us. If you're here this morning, and you're able to see, and you're able to hear, and you was able to walk in here, Right now, I'm telling you to let go of what you don't have and grab hold of what you do have. No, don't hear me Let go of what you don't have and grab hold of what you do have. And if you'll use what you have, I guarantee God will bless it and multiply to do what's necessary to be done. You know how many times we complain about what we don't have? Well, Lord, if I met this and I met that. You know, we start going at it, you know, and then they long, we'll go at each other. Yeah. We've been called to the same thing, with the same purpose, with the same plan. Oh, the devil is alive. Come on, somebody. Thank you. I'm thankful this morning. I'm thankful. Woo, glory to God. And so, 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 so uh, 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 in tune. I want you to go to your Bible. Amen. And in your Bible, we will go two places. And then we'll go, I want you to go first place. Jump over to Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59. And I'm, I'm going to stay this. I'm going to walk this thing out. Glory to God. Hmm. I, I didn't have that down to start, but that's where we're going to start at. Hallelujah. 
So in Isaiah 59, verse 19, and uh, it's Bible I got performed. I got my NLT, the New Living Testament, with me because it can read a little different uh, than yours, and that's why I knew I wanted to share it. Isaiah 59, verse 19, and it reads in, in my Bible, in the West, people would respect the name of the Lord. Uh, how many of you live in the West? And the Lord reigned here at one point. We live in a country that was founded on the Word of God. But now questioning the same God. Who would have never gotten to where they are without God. Oh, let me help somebody here. We would have never achieved this place without the hand of God. But how easy is it to forget? Oh, you know, what have you done for me lately? But you forgot what you did. So listen, listen. He said, in the West, the people would respect the name of the Lord. And in the East, they would glorify him. For he will come like a raging flood in the tide, driven beneath the Lord. In other words, you know what it says? If you talk about the enemy comes in like a flood. And it says, but we're going to lift up a standard. And the standard is what is necessary for us to hold fast to. And keep it in. But I want you to jump over to John. Jump over to John, chapter 11. This is the word the Lord has for me. But I want to encourage you because in this great awakening, it is the word of God, which is the standard in which we must hold and base our lives around. That's right. Amen. Did y'all hear what I just said? Yep. It is the standard that the Word of God, okay? Not some preacher. Come on. Not somebody I like who got great charisma. But it is the Word of God. You're going to need it to be the glue to hold the things together. Amen. Let me help you here. Some relationships going to need it. Some families gonna need it. Some people personally gonna need it. You gonna need it on your job. You gonna need it on the bus. To keep things together. Hello. Listen to this. So in John, I'm gonna start. This is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read both of this chapter, and 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 then I'm gonna explain. What God is trying to say. Verse 1. And a man named Lazarus was sick. A man named Lazarus was sick. And he lived in Bethany with his sister Mary and Martha. This is Mary who later poured an expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with my head. And her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. How many know we live in a sick world? Yeah. We live in a place where sin has reigned and about and took over. Yet we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so that means we're subject to some stuff. I don't know about you, but I don't like getting wet in the rain. So I get I have an umbrella. I got one in my truck 
So just in case I'm in my car and it's raining, I'm able to go to the trunk of my car and pull my umbrella out. So I'm never without one. So the rain will rain on me unless I put my umbrella up to protect me from keeping me from getting wet. Now, I don't like to get wet, I told you. So if I'm able to protect myself with an umbrella, a covering, I'm going to get this in a minute. I will get this in a minute. So in other words, I, you know, uh, MasterCard stole something from the Word of God. They said you should never leave home without it. You should never leave home without the Word of God. Because the covering I'm talking about is the standard, which is the Word, and the Word is with us, and the Word will never leave us or forsake us. And the Word is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word, and the interchangeable. So when I cover myself with Jesus, I can protect myself to a degree of stuff that's going on. Now, unfortunately, my feet get wet because I have to walk in water. So it's not that I don't go untouched, it's just in a low place. Which doesn't affect me as much as if it would have me from the head down. So in other words, I'm trying to say, stop, stop complaining that your feet got wet. And be happy that your body didn't get so. Because God covers you in some areas. Because oh, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And we're subject to the things in this world. And it helps you because if you do not understand this, you will not get the great awakening in what God has already done. And he's trying to work the church out. The people who know him, because you can't do this thing unless you're born again. Now listen to me. This is not exclusive. So if you don't know God today, I want to encourage you to know him. Because it's inclusive, because he said, for him that so ever will. So if you so ever will and want your life different than just receive With that, you have a right to the covering, the same one I got. No matter how long I've been doing it, you get no respect of person. You get the same exact covering that I have because of us. Named Lazarus, and he said he was sick. And Mary and Martha, and he said, But Jesus heard about it and said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death, nor it happens to, and it, no, it happened for the glory of God that the Son of God will receive glory from this. I want to take this message today and tell you that the great awakening, because all that's happened in the world is not unto our death and destruction because it is to the glory of God. He said, I'll never leave you, nor save you, which means even though uh, death, a physical death of the body does not mean a spiritual death of the soul that can continue on with God. I want to encourage people because the church right now has been silenced in so many places. And people are hurting. And we're discovering more mental illness 
than ever before because of stress and other things that is happening, and it's real. And the effects is happening on people's lives. What if I told you God has given us the ability to intercede and to help those that need that help and support? Stress affects people in different ways. Life affects people in different ways. Okay? But the church, the ecclesia, is not a building. It's people. We've been called out of darkness into his father's lap to help share some of some things that happen to us with others to let them know they can get out of this. I've been through some stuff. Uh, lots of it. Thank you for saying that. I can tell you, that person don't look like it right now. Uh, it don't look like what I've been through. <laughs> That, that tells you about the restoration of God. He can restore some stuff and make it look better. Because if, if you went through what I was, you, you, you wouldn't look like this. I mean, unless God's hands are gone. And, and the proof of it is, he didn't look like it. He, to, he had beatings to him, unrecognizable. But when he came back into the spirit, the born again peace, he no longer looked like what was done to him. You don't like hearing me. The right. same thing is available to you. I'm going to So I have never saw this this part of Lazarus before. Uh, Pastor, we took the shit here, and he showed me this thing from a whole other perspective. He's talking about the Great Awakening. The church has been uh, beat up. The world's been beat up. Lots of going on. Um, we're doing things we've never seen and heard before. We got stuff that came out. And uh, COVID 19 did a number uh, on the world. It's affected so many things, and of course, we the education And so we see, uh, we haven't even fought, seen the fallout yet. We're seeing kids two, three years behind, and there's no plan to make it up. So, in other words, they, they're acting like it didn't happen. Now, the one thing I know, I love about the Holy Ghost, is the Holy Ghost can bring things back to your yeah, yeah. And so when you have a purpose and a plan, God can take and speed up some stuff, although you thought you missed it, he can bring us to the church, yeah. and particularly the chief, yeah. the teachers who know God, we yeah. need to do something, yeah. step it up, so God can help us help them get to where they need to be. Because we already know what he's already done. And he said, he said, for though all Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next few days. And finally he said to the disciples, let's go to Judea. I, I want to help you because how many of you, like me, said, where are you, God? So then the first one that said, you know, when I was in trouble, I'm like, where are you? Guys? I need you to do this and to do that. And then I had to go through what I went through only to make it out because he was there. 
all the time. Had he not been there, I wouldn't be here. We signed my right mind. But he said, I, I've been through some stuff that will cause you to battle and not be able to talk. What God was right there. And I had to go through the experience because he needed to show me. This is what we're talking about the Lord shares with me. Yes, had you not lived the life you needed to live, you wouldn't know what you know now. So you can help somebody else. My brother's back there, he's getting it. He knows. Darkie, you wouldn't have been able, had you not gone through what you did, you wouldn't be able to tell somebody else. But because God has blessed you beyond whether you think you should be with somebody else, forget that. He know your name. They saw us all. He know my name. He know exactly who you are. And he got you where he wants you to be, but you got accepted. And then now we gotta walk in it. And this is why I want to help the church. I need to say, Bob, we gotta get this thing. We gotta get this thing. God has called us to be who we are, yeah. right where we are, and to do what he calls us to do, in spite of where we've been and what we've been doing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. You know what to do. You gotta do what you know, and then, then put the devil in your hands. But just when you thought he could stop you, you stood up, you lifted up the standard, although he came to your life like a flood. You stood up and you shared the gospel. You know, why this is so important. I didn't even get the story yet. Why this is what I'm showing you. That's what he did. And God lives and does everything by principle. Principles, by the way, y'all, y'all all need to know this. Principles cannot be broken. Law can be broken. I can break the law every any at, at a moment. You know, the simple one, we have laws. Right? Yeah. We have laws and stuff. The life can be read, don't go through it. Which means when it turns yellow, it's telling you to slow down. You gotta speed up. <laughs> I remember now. It's a place, right? But but the fact is the laws can be broken. And sometimes you can get through the law broken and it seems like nothing happened. You can get through the red light and you didn't have an accident. And then there's another time you can go through and there's another car. At the same time you were going through that met, and it was called an intersection. It's always intersect at a place and a point that would cause damage to both. Right here, right here, right here. Right here. Law can be broken. Principle cannot. I want to learn to lead, start learning to operate by the principles of God. Amen. Here. Listen. But his disciples, he said, he said, finally he said to them, to the son, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago. People in Judea were trying to stone you, and they were going to do, and they're going there again. Jesus replied, "There's twelve hours in the day, and every day during during the day, people can walk safely, and they can see because they have a light of the world. But at night, they're in danger of stumbling because they have no light." 
Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go to awaken him. I, I want to share with you, again, I'm having a hard time getting through these, the, the reading of this, because there's so much to be said. Believe the Lord speaks. And in verse 10, he says, the person who walks in the night is one who is not faithful to God, but is living in the self-will. And the man stumbles easy because he does not have the divine guidance to illuminate his pathway. And so we're going to need the pathway of God. And so he's talking about the work during the day. In other words, work with God where you can. And stop allowing fear to freeze every available resource to stop us from going and doing what he's called us to do in the Uh, I'm telling you, there's so much in this that I never saw before. I saw Lazarus' story totally different. And now I'm seeing how he's speaking to the church after calamity. And he said something. He said he loved Lazarus. He loved Mary and Martha. How many of Jesus loved us? And how many of us have struggled? If you love me, then do this. If you love me, do that. How many of us wanted him to be a genie and not God? Come on, come on, Pastor. I guess I'm the only one. I wanted to rub him three times and said, just do this. And he said, tell me how it works, son. He said, I'm a God of principle. I'm going to need you to live by principle. I'm going to need you to live by my word. And if you'll live by my word, you'll make it through this. He told me, he said, son, uh, stop worrying about what did and what did not happen. He said, if you'll trust me, I'll get you to where I told you I was taking you. Yeah. 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 I told you I'd up in the water in the other side of the Pacific Ocean, in the Pacific, on the other side of the world. I jumped in, and I told my wife, I'll meet you on the beach. I'm going to swim to the other side. Now I have the ability to swim. I can swim. And then I let my thoughts interrupt me. And my thoughts said the water was crystal clear. I could see the bottom and I could see fish. But I couldn't touch them. It was too far down. And I got fearful. And then my breathing went out of line. And then I started panicking. And I turned around. I turned around. Instead of going to where I said I was going because he told me I could make it there and I didn't even believe it myself. And I turned around. And then I turned around and then I, I, I was out of breath and, and, and getting nervous. I grabbed hold of a, a concrete pillar of the, 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 the walkway is on going back to get back to my ladder that's to the room. Unbeknownst to me, the concrete is full of growing particles called corals. And they sharp like razor blades. I grab hold of them, squeeze it on it, and all of a sudden I see blood everywhere coming up out of the water. Now I'm not only uh, panicking with my breathing, now I'm seeing blood. 
the shark. <laughs> and if you watch too many movies, <laughs> in Hollywood, you start thinking there's blood attraction. <laughs> so I called out to my wife. I wanted some good water. So I helped me. You know why? I helped me to help me. But she was there. And I said, I need you to get me a life vest. They had life vests in the room. So the room was in the water. By the way, I said, I said, throw me a life, but she thought I was joking. <laughs> and I'm like, this ain't a joke. <laughs> Come back. Now. She runs in the room, she gets it. And she throws the life vest out to me. And I get the vest, and then I paddle my way over to the, to the uh, ladder. And I go up on the ladder, get my arm to the deck. I'm bleeding all of my legs and my arm, because that's what I'm holding onto the thing with. And uh, I'm embarrassed. This is the guy standing over there, too, and he's just looking. <laughs> you know, people always want to be just looking. <laughs> That's what helps the body. Some people always want me to look at So I get back in the room. I'm going to share with you. I'm sitting there. My wife got enough sense they need help. She called her, the, the front desk, the people. You wouldn't need to get a medic over here. Uh -huh. He grabbed hold of the pole, cut his legs, his arms up. Um, Going off with that bacteria. You know, there's something. Um, four was alive. I had a uh, fish tank, softball tank, but stuff's alive. It had stuff in it that you won't get certain things. They can start eating at your body. Yeah. Um, so they had to get some antibiotics and some stuff to put on it to, to stop all of that. They managed me up. And I'm sitting in the room. <laughs> My wife says, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm not leaving out the room. I'm I'm stuck. This real, this real story about what happened. So I'm sitting there, and then I hear the cop. He said, "You told your wife you'll meet her at the beach, and you just went over and you had started." He said, but then you stop and said you can't feel the bottom. He said, what does the bottom, feeling the bottom, have to do with what you said in your book? You let something else interrupt you that had nothing to do with what you're capable of doing. And so you started thinking of that, and then it caused you to become fearful. You let your breathing change, everything stop, so you turned around. You turned around and did not make it to what he said. I know the way that you're talking about me, which I didn't know and I didn't tell y'all, is I went there because I was stressed out and I was stressing to quit. I was quitting everything. I didn't tell you that I was quitting. And God said, You told me you believed me. You told people 
what you believe not is what you do in your life. And now you don't because you feel something or don't feel it, that now it's changed what I said. He said, I'm not a man that I can lie. What I said, I would do. In other words, if you said you could make it to the beach, you took you would have made it to the beach. Your feeling in the bottom had nothing to do with you making it. That's what you allowed in your mind. He said, you you said you could make I you told people what I called you to do and you do it, but you're telling me you're gonna quit. And I can call you to quit. Right there. And I heard him clear today. I'm crying now like baby because I'm I'm being I'm hurting already and now I'm getting whooped at the same time. Right? And he says that I know it was evil with bad one. In my life, I look at the, the, the sliding glass window and think of my wife in a canoe, a big paddle boat out there waiting. And y'all got me some, she was never going to vote by herself. She out there in the boat in the room telling me to talk. And now I gotta I gotta go down the same lap that I went down to get in the water, but this time I'm gonna get in the boat. Amen. And I paddle around in the room and get there and it brings the joy and the peace back to me because I'm thinking through this whole thing, how I'm out there. And you know, I came and he told me, I didn't tell you to quit. So I never said nothing to my wife. I went on and I came back. And she said, I'm amazed. So when we got back, I said, I'm not quitting. I got a plan. Uh-huh. And I had to work a plan. Uh-huh. If I didn't work a plan, I need y'all to know something. First of all, all you teachers and everybody else that did back with me, I'd never met y'all. Because yep. if I had to quit, we would never been here. Three months, four months after that event, I got called about this the other place that was got me out here in cast. So God had a plan for my life. I just didn't know it. Oh, I couldn't see it. All I was talking about is what I was going through at the time. And I would help somebody to start complaining about how you feel. But I discovered something. Something. The level of hell you're going to is to the level of anointing you're going to to take And if you don't go through something, you might want to be prepared to stand when the time comes. So I want you to be encouraged this morning. I need you to share that story. God is his friend. He loves me. I'm going to teach you that you love me. I'm going to have to go through this. And he said, I do love you, son. I called you to something. I called you out of darkness into my mom's life. But I want to show you there's some things God has yeah, done. Yeah. And the rest is up to you to yeah. do. Now, here's the big part you got to be encouraged to know that you can do it. You have the ability to do it, but you won't know it until you do it. Some things are calling you out that you've never done before. Hello? That you're going to have to do, but you didn't know you could do it because you never done it before. Nobody's going to be there to hold your hand. You'll be able to talk to somebody, but you've got to do it. I can't do it for you. I would love to, but you're going to have to do it. You hear me? 
to watch it. You will have to do it. You will have to watch it. So Lazarus, guys, I gotta finish the story. So listen, I told you he he gotta walk and work through the day. In other words, we gotta do things in the light of God. Okay, not in darkness. Okay, and we won't stumble. Okay, but he goes on. He says, uh, verse verse uh, ten. But at night it is dangerous to stumble because they have no light. Verse eleven. Then he said, "Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him." Now, there's nowhere in the Bible that the soul is ever talked about going asleep. Okay, sleep has to do with the body. You know, the body, spirit, and soul, you know, get different parts. But we know, and God knows, that Lazarus is dead. And he says, he's asleep. And he says, I'm going to go and awake. So this is important. Because this is to the glory of God. So I want you to know something. He's also magnifying this out to help him. Because he knows now, he had power over death. He had power over death. Death was brought into the world from sin. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. The dangers of this thing. Right? So watch this. Verse 12, the Lord said, sleeping will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus was dead. And remember, they hadn't gotten there yet. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, somebody say, for my sake. For my sake. I am glad I wasn't there. But now, they will really, they will really believe and come, let us go and see him. So I want to share with you the great awakening has to do with our faith and our believing. We have been hindered and humbled with all the stuff going on around us that we're questioning who God is and what we can do. Oh, I get no amen today. I couldn't. So nobody wants to say they lack of faith. But the trouble is. The enemy has been busy bombarding us with stuff. To the point we question God being God and doing what he's capable of doing. Because he ain't doing the way I wanted him to do it. And he ain't doing it at the moment I wanted him to do it. I have nothing to do with God being God. So watch this. He says, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't dead. But now you will really believe. Come, let's see him. I want to encourage you that God is God and he's able to do what he said he could do. We just got to play it out and let it happen in our lives and we have to believe. Just believe. Faith is. Now faith is. The substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not yet seen. The word yet is not in the Bible. But you got to get a yet mentality to believe that it's just a yet away. Hello? It's just a yet away. So listen. He says, and then here we go, we hear from Thomas, maybe we were twin, and said to his fellow disciples, let us go too and die with Jesus. So you got to remember something. He knew that they were looking to stone Jesus. Thomas, who had uh, doubting Thomas, and negative the same Thomas. Uh, we hear here again, and then he says, let us just go and die with him. 
I'm just because we just, you know, we follow past great music we're going out to. I mean, no, we're not going down. We shall not and will not fail. And I'm not quick. <laughs> I discovered one thing about quick. If you quit, you cannot succeed in what God calls you to do. So had I quit, we wouldn't be here today. And this ain't even the end of the story. There's more. This is just a part. There's more. I get encourage to tell everyone in this room was brought into my life on purpose. On purpose. You can die in all you want. I think it was just I chose these things. None of this. But we'll, we'll get to that. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus was already been in the grave four days, and Bethany was only three miles down from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come there to Martha and Mary, and they were up. But when Martha got the word that Jesus had come, she went to meet him, and Mary stayed in the house of Martha and said to Jesus, Lord, only if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So we keep putting scenarios and situations. God, if you had been here and you had been with me, this would have happened. The storm is coming anyway. Here's what I need you to know. That Jesus could walk on the water in the storm and still the storm after he walked on it. Which means he's capable of coming and handling any of our problems in circumstances and situations. And by the way, let me help y'all with working by day means. As long as you're in the will of God and doing what God says, you can't leave here. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm invincible. What I'm saying to you is, as long as I'm doing the will of God, I'm going to be okay, and he's going to do something. Oh, yeah, I almost died again. I fell out of the tree 12 feet up in the air with a chainsaw in my hand. Yep. There's some people in there. I, I traumatized a grown man. He went home and had a dream. Because he saw it. And I did all the wrong things. Could have had a broken neck, broken pelvis, all that. Told the people, pick me up. Take me to the chair. Take my boot off. Broken right wrist, shattered heel. I got a titanium heel right now, and I have a titanium plate in my wrist. And the chainsaw was running. And I had to wait to hit the ground, the Lord said, hit the ground. And let the ground drop us off and then he can't get back to come get you. But I did mean, all of that. And then the last came across my back and my head. After that. Because I did I hit the ground. I got hit again with the last. I was in shock and I was delirious. And the police was there. Came over. He said, the fact that ambulance coming in, he said, what hospital are you going to go? They don't know they give you choice. But they wanted to give me choice to pick which one I wanted to go to. I said, home. He said, you obviously don't know the condition you So he, he is shocked. 
Somebody picked one, and I said, Christian. And I felt that I went to church. God put me back together. Uh, I literally, I healed. Made a titanium and screw And I could walk again. I was in a wheelchair for three months. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, and again, and I had to spend three months sitting still, waiting on the Lord, listening to the Lord. And I did some things and I was impatient. And said, the enemy's looking for ways to devour you. If he can stop you, he can stop what I'm trying to do. And he says, I need you to listen to me. I'm going to get this in a minute. He said, what's the type of thing about him? He loved him. And I believe he loves me. And I believe he loves you. Right? And he said, he said, listen, if I had been there, and I'm thinking, Jesus, if you had been there, I wouldn't have had to go through this. He said, yes, you did. I said, no, I didn't. He said, yes, you did, because you didn't listen. He says, I never do anything without warning. But you all of a sudden, you warned me. He said, but I did. I protected you anyway. The hospital, they took three, four MRIs. Because they said, we can't believe your pelvis is not broken and your spine is not cracked. Your heels took it, taken, and your wrist broken, your bones splattered. How is this not yet? How is the fact you can talk? They said, we had a guy in South last year, he can't talk anymore. I didn't recognize how bad it was. I was ashamed. It started opening my eyes to something. He said, what's this guy do with that? I said, Jesus loved me. And I understand that if I work my day, although sometimes you can get out of the order of time, he still protects and covers by the way, that don't help anybody who's been trying to be taken out by the enemy, and you're still here. I know a couple brothers sitting in the room right now, for what they've been through, and they're still here. They don't know it's the hand of God. Something wrong with that. I had a brother sitting yesterday to us at the men's meeting, and he said, that's what he said, he had six, four strokes and didn't even know it. How in the world his body could stand that? Except God be with him. And he said, it happened. He didn't, it's, it occurred, but he didn't let it take him out. Boy, did that bless me. I thought, man, God, you are something. Some of y'all got same stories and testimony. But no, let's go a little further. But he said, and the resurrection of life. So Mary said, she, he said, your brother will rise again. And then Martha says, yes, I know. And she's talking about everyone else will rise in the last day. She's talking about the last day. And he said, no, I am. He is. He is. The resurrection. And the life. And he said, anyone who believes in me will live. And he said, he said, even after dying. I was encouraging because the real truth to this story, this great awakening that we need to go through, is some of us need to die to self so we can live again. Oh, maybe I'm, I need to talk to people over here. I was in the wrong place. Some of us might have to die 
himself so we can live again. All right, there's some stuff we gotta let God. Oh, you were right, Elder. You said shake it off. You know, if you shake it off, now I can live. If you carry it, I can't do what it's supposed to do. So, here, look at it. He said, he's going on, on and on. He said, believe in the Messiah, so it's about faith. I want to encourage you. So, our faith has been hindered and shattered by COVID. And he told us if you, if you get this vaccine, you can't get it. And then all of a sudden, you got it three more times. And then you start thinking, oh, what's going on here? Okay. Then you start to, so, then he said, well, take this one and this one and this. You know, theories and everything else started coming and going on. You know, the enemy wants to shatter our world and disrupt us. And so, because these are places we've never been in, we didn't know what was going on. And so, but this is how he's going to work because he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But God says, no, but I. Somebody said, but I. And I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about him. He said, but I have come to give life and life more abundantly. Somebody shout out of it. But this is about this great awakening, but this great awakening comes through my relationship with God. And today's message is just a summary of that one bulletin. Because there's so much. There's so much. And I've never seen the story of Lazarus the way I see it right now. And listen to this. When he goes on, let me give to uh, uh, verse 35. Then Jesus wept. And I brought this up. I had this conversation amongst some people. And I said, why do you think he was weeping? Is it the man in him? The man in his substance? Yeah. And I said, well, I'm not quite sure I think that's why he wept. I believe he was crying and he wept because he saw the state of Jerusalem. And he saw the state of the disciples who we had poured into. And it's not going to be long after this circumstance when he himself has to go to the cross. Yeah. Uh, it's coming right up after this. And so, but he's, he's, he's weeping because of the state of mind of the people that he believed in. Mary and Martha, who he loved, and the things that are still saying, if you had been here, Lord. And he's trying to say, oh, this, the power of belief and faith has nothing to do with my presence. I'm going to help y'all. He had to leave here so that we really would know how powerful he is. We all have the ability to have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can do things in our life that we not suffer because it does. But it's all it's God sharing himself with all of us at the same time. What a powerful God. Anybody notice every miracle he did? By the way, this is the last one. But he only did them where he was. So he goes on and says, Sister Debbie, greater works would you do? And I struggled with this. How in the world am I going to do greater works than God? And then he showed me how. If we'll allow the Holy Spirit, we'll allow the great awakening, we'll allow the born again spirit to be renewed in us, and we'll allow the Holy Spirit to recognize and that each of us, wherever we are on any given day, We'll do what God has called us to do and be who God called us to be. 
Guess what? We can do multiple things at multiple times by believing God. You can be laying hands on the classroom down here. I can be laying hands up here. And we can be talking about God. And people can sit at three locations at the same time. That's the greater work. Because he's now retired in housing and body in us. But we have to be receptive to be born again in him. In him I live, move, and act. My so it is the inhibitiveness that I want to encourage us to. So he now he goes on and he says this. He said, uh, he, he said, y'all know the story of Lazarus. He's there and he goes on. Jesus in verse 34, he says, Where have you put him? And then he said he wept. And I believe he was crying because of the state of the situation. That's my personal belief. Amen. He doesn't tell us why he wept. And he said, Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb that he gave him the stone. And he moved and uh, the, a stone rolled across it at the entrance. Here's what he said. I'm gonna help y'all. Is Jesus all powerful yeah. or not? Yeah. But he says to the people, uh-huh. Y'all ready for this? Yeah, roll it back. Roll away the stone. Yeah. Let him hear me. Yes. He told the people. To roll the stone away. He had the power to tell the stone to move itself. But he told the people to roll the stone away. I'm encouraging Faith Harvest. We can't be in the game that don't have no skin in it. There's some things that God has already done and is doing, but I need you to do it. He tells the people. He tells the people. Roll the stone away. But Martha, so here you go. Here you go. the naysayer. Martha becomes the naysayer. He said, the dead man's sister protested and said, Lord, he's been dead for four days. Oh. He said, he's been dead for four days. And the smell is terrible. And Jesus responded, Did not tell you that you would see the glory of God if you believe. I want to say to you again, didn't I tell you that you would see the glory of God if you believe? And so they rolled the stone aside. And Jesus looked up to heaven. He said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of these people. He said it for the sake of the people standing here so that they would believe you sent me. And Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come home. Now, y'all got to know something. People think they said, well, he crawled out. He did this according to the, what they said. You can't crawl being bound up from head to feet. Somebody else said that, oh, they thought he just floated out. Spiritually, you know, there's something else you don't see me. Faith without works is dead. He spoke to a dead body who brought life back. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus can only 
don't got to so he couldn't even talk because his face was right. He responded to the voice of God. Now I gotta tell you something to do. God called him by name purposely. Had he not called him by name, everything else that was in those songs would have not been walked out with. He specifically only wanted to see God, and he needed to do because he had a purpose in mind. Yeah. He said, "This one will be to the glory of God." And he comes see something. Yeah. That's right. Cool. Yeah. He bounced out. Yeah. I'm excited right now because I and don't get it. Don't think of Hollywood. Don't get just imagine. He mummified, yeah. all wrapped up, right from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, all tied up in white blankets. Yeah. Can't see his eyes, can't see his mouth. And uh, by the way, when they opened the cave, the smell that she said was there was that. Okay? But sometimes you want to get past some stinking stuff. Or sometimes you want to have to get past something that you don't want to touch. It's a little scary. Oh, you're going to have to get past something. Because here's the next thing he said. He said, whoops him and let him go. He's talking to the people again. He says, you lose him and let him go. In other words, they had to touch him. They had to pull the bandage off. They had to unwrap him. They had to, and guess what? So his life could be back in And somebody pleading for you to touch him. Faith Harvest, you're waiting for some people to just believe. If you believe what we said will be who we said we are, I like you to. Yes, listen, don't worry. You can use some hand sanitizer after you're done. You'll be okay. Yep. You won't have to give your brother or sister that don't smell so good, they're going to need a hug. Back to life. Oh, yeah. Yep. You'll be okay. Just think to yourself if I was this thing smell good. <laughs> but going beyond that this is important to be saying we're letting the, the silliest thing stop us from being who God has called us to be so I, I'm hearing this great awakening because these are God has done what he said he would do the question is will we do what he's asked us to do in conjunction with that so faith without works is dead if I believe him, then I'll do what he said in spite of. So I believe God when he told me, he called me out of darkness into his father's life. I believe God when he called me, he told me I was going to do a great work and I was going to touch a nation of people, the good region of people in a lot of people's lives. I believed him and I told people that he told me that he was going to do that. I told some of y'all. And because he said that, I, I believe him that I'm going to do this thing. Oh, if you, I didn't pick me. I wanted to pick me. Where I came from, I didn't qualify. But that's exactly what he wanted to use to help some of y'all. So stop talking about where you was and what you did. How's he going to use me? To use you to avail yourself to him. Oh, yeah, and all the dirty he'll make clean. In fact, he came for the sick people to heal them. He came to fix the broken heart. 
He came in the pale thinking nobody else can see. But you know, I know. Jesus, I believe him now. Yeah. Without a shadow, without a torch, it's something my life. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And he ain't done yet. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And you got some people in here, be careful. They can't connect with everybody. Nope. They, they look at to see how he did it or what I'm doing. And then say, oh, you could just be God. The thing something I can tell you is, oh, do it this way, it'll happen to you. This is called follow God's lead. You'll have a heart for somebody else. You'll see what he's going to be like. You'll be able to lead somebody else's life. But ultimately, you can't do it for them. You can only lead them to that place. And the answer is in the Word. Don't trust in your own opinion, but trust in the Word. We all got opinions. We all got experiences. Right? Yeah. But just because he told me to do two lefts, a U-turn, and then a right, he may tell you to go straight. Just go straight. I can get to the same exact destination that he called you to do. So don't be paying attention to doing what somebody else did. That's why we can't get caught in tradition and repetition. Jesus is not interested in your repetition. He is interested in your ability to hear. What am I saying now? That's why Moses got in trouble. He struck the rock and he didn't tell him to. The rock was for that time. It wasn't for this time. And then to be careful of listening to the people. Oh my God, I love you. Don't get mad at me if I don't do what you ask me to do. Because at the end of the day, I better hear the voice of God. And if you want to continue to live and he live, we better be glad that you're here. Because that's important. I've discovered that now. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I discovered who I am. But it's in him. I live, move, and have my feet. And so the greater way, I have to encourage people to get up. Get out of the way you were. Yes, we've been traumatized. But the trauma ain't to death. Jesus is called and the king to heal us. We had to yield ourselves over because there's work for us to do. He needs us. Faith harvest can make a difference in this city, this state, this nation, and this world. Yes, we do. Oh, I'm not limiting ourselves. I have no idea who God's going to use and, and how he's going to use us. Even outside of you. You have no idea. You have no idea. I'm going to on our gifts, our calls, our place, our purpose. And collectively, that's the best we become one. It's when we try to meet somebody else, do what somebody else is doing. That's not interested in that. God needs you to be you. Nobody else in the world, 8.4 billion people, and nobody has your hand. Is that amazing or what? That's right. That was so simple, but it's amazing. I never stop talking about that. Let's just say, I don't know where you see that. That little bit of real estate can't be duplicated. Like nobody has to see the exact squiggly line. 
Yes, it's not. Well, we encourage you. We got work to do. But my job is to build you up. So here at Faith Harvest, we do three different classes. We're going to teach you. We, we are believing God to start an intense training, some preparation, and classes. We're going to be talking about doing, um, you know, and I'm, I'm done my message for now. This, this my message is over. So I don't know if we're already got to put up for, for you to see it about God's offering. We got asked that right now to send it, but he might want to put it up on the street. I want to thank you for tuning in. I need a few more minutes to talk with you. Amen. So thus, we can't just run uh, off of uh, autopilot. Autopilot is good for time and place um, and a good for a season. You hit the button, Anybody go to the bathroom and come back. But uh, you better be ready to land. You know, cars can drive themselves, uh, right? To a degree. But you better be ready. You can grab the steering wheel and it's going to break the gap. <laughs> I don't have that much confidence in stuff. Not yet. They will get there. But not yet. But I'm saying all of that to say what? Because God has called us that. We got to get ready to do what He calls us to do and be what He calls us to do. But my job is to pay the train. And so the church, the school, uh, the, the organization, the harvest is putting in place. And last week I had a meeting and talked to people about having multiple Bible studies. Three of them particularly. At the same time. Uh-huh. One down that room, one in here, and one in that room. The three different types of Topics going on where you could choose to go be a part of one. One of the five leaders series of things that are interesting to your gift, to do your calling, to build you up, to get you ready. Yes, sir. So there, there's some things that we got to kind of uh, speed up, if I can say that. We got to be able to, so doing one one here is not going to be able to cut it, but if you have multiple, it doesn't matter if it's just a couple people. And we're providing the tools necessary yeah. for you to be as God called you to be training. Because let me show you, God is in everything. Uh, oh, yeah, he's in cooking. Yeah. He's in barbering. Yeah. He's in hairstyle. Yeah. He's all the places where, any place where people are and people need, God is in. Stop. You don't need the pulpit. Why am I saying that? The great awakening is that we are the people of God. We prepare to help the people of God that He called us. That sounds pretty good. We've got to reach them by opening our mouths, going on the way, teaching them what they need to know, putting in preparation. So God's put on my heart that we, there's some trainings that need to take place. There's a lot more that we're going to start preparing for. And some of you, you may be gifted in an area. Who would say, please? Can you do three weeks teaching that? Can you do two weeks of teaching that? Why? Can we have a school, always something going on where people can grow. And if people will grow personally, they can grow spiritually. They work hand in hand. I can't minister to somebody and they told me they're cold and they're shivering. 
They don't want to hear nothing about the power of God until I can give them a cold old lecture. Right, you already know. The problem the church has been having is they can't hear if they're dealing with stress and other problems. We gotta help get a lot of stress. So they can see the hand of God, so now they, they can now hear. They can't hear because they got wax in their ears. They can't hear because they got something else going on that's blocking their attention. So let's deal with that. Let's get to the real stuff and be real. Jesus is my love. Jesus was real. Yes, he was. He showed up in places that nobody else would show up at. Zacchaeus come down from there. He went to his house. Man, nobody would go to Zacchaeus. This guy who took your money. <laughs> he was working on behalf of the Romans. And he took against the Jews. The Jews didn't like him and the Romans didn't like him. He had to, he, nobody liked him. But the, the Romans used him and the Jews didn't like him. And yet he was one of them. But he told him today. Somebody said today. Salvation. Y'all got to get this thing because it is the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ that gives us the ability to the great awakening. It is that which changes our lives and changes our circumstances. Amen. Can we give the Lord a round of applause?